Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get winter ready with Blackmore's Bio C1150 tablets from Chemist Warehouse, now only $31.99. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SENZ, 10 past 6, and we're here to rip into a big day. Obviously, the ash is taking place overnight, Australia, 339 for 5 after 83 overs. To take uh, right through today, one pretty good lead. Obviously, Steve Smith, 85, not out. Alex Carey, 11, not out. And uh, Warner getting them off to a, a solid start. And that uh, starting out with a 66. And then you got Kowaja, 17. Lovashane, 47. Like I said, Travis Head, 77, taking them to... Uh, Pretty imposing lead of 339 for five at stumps. So we'll keep you up to date throughout the night. Uh, the next um, Ashes taking place tonight live here on SCNZ at about 9 pm. But a big good morning to you, lads. How you doing? Yeah, good morning, brother. We're all good up here. Just uh, catching the, the uh, back end of the cricket there. I think uh, a couple of quick wickets by England. They were struggling there for a while. And then uh, mm. Jairut came on with that little bit of a spin. Just wondering, talking here to Ricardo, whether or not Baz will be kicking himself that he didn't actually go in there with a spinner, mate, because it seemed like he had a bit of fun there at the back end of that uh, that first day. But Australia, Smith especially, looking really comfortable at the crease. Um, and putting together a, a decent first inning score. Good to see a lot of the text messages coming through too. A lot of people obviously tuning into SENZ uh, to the Cricket Live because you can listen to it here on SENZ. But um, I've got to say, Izzy, the rain hasn't gone anywhere. Woke up this morning, it's still here. Um, I hope they don't get any rain in the in the ashes up there. But, um, mate, <laughs> Tamaki Makoto at the moment is oh, drenched. Mate, I, I this morning, Izzy, I chucked the old uh, got, got up... Chuck the old coffee on the st- on the stove, the perk, and I'm like, muck it around doing a couple other things, and I hear this, and I'm like, oh, that's boiling quick, and then I'm like, oh no, <laughs> boom, outside thunder, bang, and then just yeah, boom, flight, mate, yeah, it was ridiculous how loud it was. About four thirty, I was just like, holy, oh, yeah, yeah, a bit of lightning on the way to work too in the car. I thought someone was flashing a light at me. I thought I went through a red light again, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was, was, wasn't that no light? No lights about. Oh mate, you know that time of the morning, you come around. There's no one on the road, and the lights won't change. You know, you know, you can, you know that feeling. Eh? like when you you're driving along the road, and you go right, pull up at a set of lights. No one about four o'clock on the morning, and the lights won't turn green. And you're like, I oh, know all the shortcuts, the back roads, and all that sort of stuff. Am I running a bit late? And you, 
goodbye to those red lights. Oh, See you later. Officer Dan, Kimpy. what do you reckon? You know what you need to do? You have to, you have to flash your, your, your oh, high I do, beam. Yeah, I do, the, I do the high beam stuff. I do all the high beam stuff. Yeah. On, the, on, the, on the Grafton Bridge, though, where, you, where it goes on. talk to it. <laughs> so, I, actually, I'm going to do a video. I'm going to do a video coming a week. Just so you actually know how many lights I have to go through. Remember that day I slept in here? I slept in, I yeah. wake up, and then, I don't know what happened. I think someone's tutoring with my with my phone because my alarms didn't go off. But I wake up at 6 o'clock. I remember, I looked at the ground, I went 6 o'clock. The very well, I just started here. I, went, I was like, panic stations. No! <laughs> I was doing the no! Like that, jumped out of bed. I like didn't even didn't even wipe the sleep out of my eyes, mate. I don't. I just jumped in the car with what I had on, throwing my shorts on, running down the stairs, my singlet, and I go jump in the car. And I thought, and I'm and of course I'm in Ponsonby, and I'm heading down to down to Parnell. I'm thinking, which is the quickest way? Like normally, I go around the university, come down the back way. I went, nah, straight through town, straight <laughs> straight through the bottom of town. No green lights. I was like straight <laughs> through them. God, I think I got here at seven minutes past six, mate. It's like the fastest trip ever. That's good. Like that's what waking up, getting from my bed to the car and to Parnell. Seven minutes past six, I walked in and the boys were like, they're laughing at me, and I'm thinking, I ain't laughing. I'm waiting for all those tickets to come. I was going to say, do you, the, how many envelopes about a month later mate, did you get in the I post? Didn't get, I didn't get one. I didn't get oh. one. It must have looked funny though, seeing this uh, car just going straight through the middle of. Uh, past the what's that road down the bottom of Auckland there? Fanshawe. Fanshawe Street. Woof, straight down, straight through all the way to the uh, the offices. But you know when you're doing that, one thing I hate is when lights don't change. What's even worse when they when you are sitting there and they do change for the other people and there's no car sitting there and then they go back to where they just come from. Oh, yeah. and you're annoying. sitting there. And the other one I, I don't like is when you're sitting there and there's a car in front of you. And he's been sitting there, you know, for five minutes and the lights won't change. And then they change and they don't change. The arrow doesn't come and he's still sitting there. This has been the Traffic Light Report with Tony Kipp. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, you cracked me up. Sorry, fellas. Sorry, fellas. Don't don't jump in a car with me. You're like that guy on the ad, you know? He's like, oh, come with me. And it's like, oh, at least I didn't have to go with that other fella that everyone says was always gunning it. And he's like, I'm the only one. Oh, that's you. You're that guy, you're that guy on the ad. My kids hate it, eh? My kids hate hopping in the car with me. Remember, Rick Dog, you remember this because Izzy's probably too young, but remember that, that um, Pluto cartoon? Yeah. And you remember he jumps in the car, Pluto the dog, you know, so you got Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, you got Pluto. So Pluto jumps in the car. Goofy? Goofy. Oh, it's Goofy. Yeah, Goofy. Goofy jumps in the car. Oh, you know what I'm like with names. <laughs> <laughs> Goofy jumps in the car. Good old but Rob he turns, ben. he's got his like briefcase and suit. He jumps in the car and then he just turns into this demon in the car and he just goes in, he's yelling at people. Yeah, my kids hate you. Just letting you know, my kids hate jumping in the car with me. I got, I got a thousand car stories, is he? Honestly. I don't know whether I can break him out on radio though. I've got. I've there got, might, might be a lot of cold cases all of a sudden get cut, get, 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 cut, cut out by the cops. They're like, oh, that's who that was. I've got, I, I got, I'll give you a quick one. I'll give you a quick one. I, went, I, was, I was living out of Coastal and I'm coming down the back of this road one day and this guy, this guy comes past me and he's screaming at me. He's screaming at me. And uh, I think, mate. It's not on. It's not on. So I do a Yui. I do a Yui and come up. And I come right behind him and I park next to him at the stop sign. 
But my son's sitting next to me. So he's in the he's in the passenger seat. As I'm winding down the window to tune the guy up, my son's seat's going backwards at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> in, the pa- in the passenger seat. And he's just staring at me as he's going back. Going, here we go. Here we go. Like, oh, but uh, if he's listening, my, he'd ring up and tell a thousand of those types of stories. But, yeah, be careful. Be careful if you've got <laughs> Tony keep upset on the be road. Be careful out there. You'll pay. <laughs> if you see a Ford Explorer, avoid it. Uh. <laughs> oh, uncle. Uncle, Uncle, what a start, honestly. <laughs> Don't be late. Don't get in front of Kippy when he's in a rush. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> These poor people have just come from Ashes coverage just to hear a traffic update for 17 minutes. What do we got coming up? It's good to laugh. What do we got coming up, lads? Oh, we've got Richie, so Richie Agar is coming up uh, from the Warriors, one of the coaches of the Warriors. So, uh, of course, uh, tomorrow night they take on the Rabbitohs at a sold-out uh, Go Media Stadium. Oh, Mount I'm chasing a couple of spare tickets too, so if you've got a couple, <laughs> I've got, and you know what that's like, eh? You know, you miss the rugby league. You get people that you haven't heard from for years going, got a couple of tickets? It's like, oh, yeah, man, I haven't been down there for 20 years. Leave it with me. Yeah, no dramas, no dramas. So we've got Richie Agar just after seven. Uh, we'll hit him up for some tickets. And then... Uh, uh, just after eight, your old mate Razor's coming on. We're going to talk to Razor Ray, uh, the next mm. All Blacks coach and the Champion Crusaders coach as well. So we've got those things coming up. Plus, we've got a quizzy dag. Uh, we'll catch up with Paulie Mawadi as well. And, of course, it's Thursday, so that means Kempi's kicker as well. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Beautiful Kempi's kicker. We got someone paid last week. Obviously, that was a good little three-legged multi, that one there, Kempi. So Kempi's kicker. Between seven and eight, your chance to jump on and be a part of it and we'll get you paid. Yeah, now speak about getting paid. Let's do this. Can't wait question of the day. Somebody in your neck of the woods... Is he? And I'm picking it's oh, not you because yes. you've turned up for work. Uh, <laughs> won $33 million last night on point the lotto. Five, point five. Sorry, Don't forget point the 500 five. that they won in the back. Oh. $33.5 million on lotto last night. If that's you, it's the first thing you do. If you Come won and, $33.5 million. Come and coffee. Kimmy's <laughs> buying coffee. What about you, Is he? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'd do, actually. Um, I'd pay off a lot of bills, probably. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably just and then I'll probably give a bit of a family some 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 cash. The old fella, he's down here. I'll probably go. Here you go, uncle. Here you go, dad. Go go spoil I don't know, mate. Like it's a lot of money, isn't it? Sheesh, thirty three mm. million. Well, you know, what would you do? I was I was thinking when I heard that, uh, my cousin actually wished me, cousin, was it you? And I was like, <laughs> had a look, Maryvale. Okay, if you know Christchurch, yes. and you're shopping at Fresh Choice Maryvale, yeah. It's like you shop, probably don't. You, you probably don't need it. No, no. It's, it's, like, shop, it's like shopping at Hearn Bay Countdown. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, let's be honest. You probably don't need it. No, I, I read that too when it said Maryvale. I thought, oh my god, the universe is open down there. Um, I got to be. I got to be honest, boys. I've bought a ticket for the last three. Um, mm. And you know, I, when I buy a ticket, I go outside and I look up at the heavens and I open my universe up and say, look, come on. You know, if you give it to me seriously, I'll just give a lot of it away. I'll make sure I look after people and all that sort of stuff. And as soon as it opened today, as I read Maryvale, I was like, 
oh man, those guys, they got it cracked down did there. You, so when you walked out to the car today, did you look up the sky and go, are your tarangas on? <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, went into, I went into my lotto because the the part after it said someone in Auckland on my lotto won a, a bit and I went to I went to try and get in there. Mm. But they, it, who on an app? That's, just, get the, just give me this one, Rick Dog. Who mm. on an app says we're not open yet? <laughs> yeah, I know. Till 6.30, eh, Unc? I'm like, what? Open up, yeah. It's an app. Like, you, come on. Well, I didn't know apps went to sleep. Well, appa- appara- yes, so did I. <laughs> apparently it's to do with uh, problem gambling. Like, so it's like, so they're not always, so people can't just jump on and, and, and be right on it all the time. It's yeah. to try and alleviate uh. that. Um, so, yeah, if you need help, Kempi, I can point you in the right direction. <laughs> responsible, mate, R-rating. <laughs> but people like us want to just check it, you know, or check results. And yeah. we're up. That's the other thing. We're up. And, and maybe... And maybe check a two-bucker on an instant scratchy. But that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no dramas at all. It is 6.22 here on uh, Izzy Kempi for breakfast. Double eight, double three, or 0800 150811. 33.5 mil if you want it. First thing you do, let us know. And we'll be back after this on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, your real house of fragrance. Try the new L'Oreal Men Expert Power age range from Kemmer's Warehouse starting from 1954. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. 627 0800 150811 or 8833 on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Our can't wait question of the day. 33.5 million on Lotto last night. If that was you, <sighs> one winner, one winner. What would you do with it? Mm. Richard's texted through on double eight double three. When I win, I would play that country song, take this job and shove it all day long. Look, let's try be and honest. find that let's, song, Kiz. <laughs> let's let's be completely honest. If you were that winner last night, Rick Dog, mm. myself, how would you be right now? Oh, mate, I, I think to be honest, you'd be in shock. I yeah. think, you know, it'd be one of those things that you'd be, you just have to keep checking because you wouldn't quite believe it. Have it strapped to your body. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> is that too. You'd have the ticket strapped to, your, strapped to yourself. Oh, my, well, I, how would you be today? You know, like if you had to roll up 6am, jump on the airways. I'd probably be, be, a bit like, be a bit like Kempi. Imagine be the stories coming out of Uncle. Because yeah, I couldn't yeah. get head straight. <laughs> <laughs> so you did win it, Uncle. Mate, I'll tell you what, we would have booked the biggest room, <laughs> the biggest biggest private room, and there'd be tickets going out everywhere. Righto, boys, there's a, there's a plane ticket at the airport. Get yourself up here now. That's, that's what will be happening. Oh, mate, oh, uh, yeah, I, honestly, it would be, I, I think... I know. To be honest, you know, you know what the best part of it would be to do, Izzy. You just tell the missus, and then you don't have to worry about it because she's already got most of it spent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even she thirty-three million it'd take her. Even my wife would take her a hell of a long time to a weekend spend all that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, look! I hope. I hope it's gone to someone that that it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, and it's gonna and it's gonna benefit them, and and they're gonna have you know a lifetime full of memories, their kids, whatever. I just hope it's it's gone to the right people and it's used in the right way. It's gonna be uh, it's an awesome story. But mate, like winning lotto, what is it? One and th- a one billion chance of winning lotto? Man, it's, something it's like impossible. that. Yeah, you know. So, mate, I've I've dropped twenty dollars more than once on lotto, and uh, I think the biggest return I've had is about eighty eight. Mm. So I think it owes me. Mm. Be, my nan, oh, my, I've said this story. My nan's won lotto. My nan won 
Uh, and nine nine five won first division. Million wow. bucks. How many? Mm. Million. Ooh, nice. Ninety five. Yeah. So um, back then that was huge money, but yeah, it's crazy, eh? Crazy yeah. to think that someone close to you can win the win the lotto. Oh, well, a million bucks in ninety five. What's that now? Probably about ten. Yeah, yeah, but like it didn't last. Yeah, oh, mate. didn't didn't last. Well, that's the <laughs> other thing. It's like, do you tell the family? Because once you tell the family, how far does it go? Just the ripples keep going out, right? Oh, it's just yeah. It's just it's just hard. You know, you got a big families, big big things happening, and I think it was back. That was back in uh, two thousand eight. Was was that the global financial crisis? Yep. GFC. Yeah. So there was things going on, but mate, awesome story. Yeah, uh, ninety five. She won a million bucks. Couldn't uh, believe it. We had a big family reunion, and all got all got to fly back and see all the cousins. It was a good time for a couple of weeks. Hey, it was awesome. We well, just heard from Brady on double eight double three. Said I uh, was watching races with the old man on the weekend. The lotto ad came on. Told him if we if I win, I'll get us a horse. He gave me the stink eye and said, "I hope more than effing one." <laughs> <laughs> and both codes. <laughs> right. He said, "Brace by grins and Karaka millions will have to wait." Get me a flash boat and then hunt Pua. Power. There'd be so there'd be so many like what do you call them bucket lists going on, wouldn't it? You're just like you'd be thinking of people, um, what you can do, who you can help. Like you said, as he, uh, it yeah. would be it'd be such a challenge. It would be such a challenge. And the, and the other biggest challenge too is all your friends that come out of the woodwork. Oh yeah, handy Kimpy. Yeah, if yeah. I if I won lotto, I'd listen to Kimpy's car and traffic stories all week. That's from Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, I've got a thousand of them. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you probably might hire make a, We might have to make a segment. If if, he, if Birdman <laughs> wanted to hire you for a week to tell you tra- to tell him traffic and car stories, what would you charge? Uh, I charge probably at ninety k's an hour towards him. <laughs> <laughs> Give <laughs> me your text coming through. Kawai question of the day. 33.5 mil. If you want it, what would you do? First thing you'd do, let us know. Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Twenty-eight away from seven when we come back. Araha joins us with the latest in news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Uh, Stone Cold Classic here on this Kimpy for breakfast as uh, we've been talking about you know winning $33.5 million like one person did on the lotto last night. What would you do with it? Uh, and Richard texted through that, that he'd be playing that song all day. Uh, let, let's get into some sports news headlines though. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Uh, the Ashes day one of the second test is wrapped up at Stumps. The Aussies. Uh, looking pretty comfortable. It's got to be said, 339 for five. Steve Smith, 85 not out. Alex Carey is 11 not out. Dave Warner hit 66 earlier in the day. And uh, from a bowling point of view, well, remarkably, the most successful bowlers have been Joe Root, who's only really a part-timer. He took two for 19 off eight. And the new guy, uh, Josh Tung, who uh, 
knocked off both the openers for the Aussies, and he is uh, he's got two for eighty eight off eighteen. Uh, but also from the Ashes, uh, the test was interrupted after the first over by two Just Stop Oil protesters who ran onto the ground and scattered orange powder on the outfield. One of them was grabbed by England wicketkeeper Johnny Bearstow. He basically back- grabbed him, picked him up, walked him over the boundary marker and put him down again. Ground staff cleared the powder away and play resumed after a delay of around five minutes. Uh, Lords uh, have put this out. Sorry, Metropolitan Police have put this out. We are aware of protesters at Lords today. Police have arrested three people, taken them into custody. The Just Stop Oil protests have disrupted other sporting events in England this year, including the Premiership Rugby Final and the World Snooker Championship as well. Uh, elsewhere, Kiwi racing driver Shane Van Gisbergen has had his first taste of stock car racing in the US. The three-time supercar champion has stepped out of his comfort zone uh, and will be making his series debut in the NASCAR Cup in Chicago this weekend. He's competing for Track Horse Racing's Project 91 program. Van Gisbergen is making a one-off appearance. It'll be his first ever NASCAR race on a street circuit. The 33-year-old who races for Red Bull and supercars is excited to test his medal against the best stock car race in the US, spending time with the Trackhouse team and visiting their workshop in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina this week. And in uh, less cheerful news, uh, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR champion. Uh, This is a horrible story. Police in Muskogee, Oklahoma have confirmed they're investigating the shooting deaths of three of his relatives, uh, including his father, his mother, and uh, his nephew as well. They were discovered at their home in Muskogee, 80k southeast of Tulsa. Investigators believe that Terry Janway, who is uh, his mother, shot and killed her husband and grandson before shooting herself, mm. which is a horrific story. Um, Johnson's race team, Legacy Motor Club, have announced on Twitter that it's withdrawing his car, the number 84 Caravana Chevrolet, from the weekend's NASCAR event in Chicago. The team added the Johnson family has asked for privacy at this time and no further statements will be made. That is heavy. It's probably not just going to be this weekend uh, that you're going to see Jimmy Johnson sitting out in the NASCAR. And that is uh, sports headlines with Trades and Builders. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Heavy. A heavy, heavy, heavy start to the day, but um, yeah, crazy. But uh, something to look forward to later today, lads. Uh, Black Ferns are taking on Australia tonight, eight forty. Alan Bunting, first look at his side as they uh, can follow on from that. Obviously, triumph last year, seven months ago. So it'll be interesting to see how they go tonight, taking on the the Wallaroos over in Australia. So looking forward to that. And the first look at the Wallabies tonight, live on Sky at about eight forty-ish. Yeah, they're pretty short. Eh? They're, they're about paying about a dollar eleven, I think. The ferns. Yeah, they'll be they'll be pretty. They'll be pre- they'll be too good, I reckon. They've got a um. Well, it's a, this is the first time away the sevens players haven't been apart, so it's a real first look at you know a couple of the new players. Amy Duplessis, she's a big star for the for the Black Ferns, but she didn't play much in that World Cup. Um, you got Sylvia Brunt, you got Va- Caitlin Vahakolo, who played for the um New Zealand League women's team near Kempe, so yeah, she's she made play. the switch over to Black Ferns. So there's a couple of new look names that we're going to have a crack at. So I'm looking forward to tonight watching yeah. that game. Yeah, no, it should be good. Uh, 8.40, you said, kickoff. Yeah. On Scott. 8.40-ish. Yeah, yeah, looking yep. forward to that. Tell you what else I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to seeing how you guys go against the Quizmaster Quizzy Dag. 0800 150 We have got, how much we got up for grabs? Is it 50? 50, isn't it? 50? 50. Yeah, 50 bucks. 
TAB bonus bets could be yours. 0800 150 811. 0800 150 811. Give us a call now. Play Quizzy Dag. We'll do it next. 21 away from 7. No matter what you ask me, try and play the quiz, things won't get nasty. Get up, stand up, come and throw your hands up. If you got the feeling, get the phone's lights ringing. Came to get paid, we came to get paid. So get on your phones and dial now. Call now, 0800. Call now, 150. Call now, 811. Call now, call now and get paid. Hey, 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 hey. Jump around, jump around. Jump around. Come on, let's get someone paid. Obviously didn't pay it out yesterday, so it's a hundred bucks today. Bonus bets, getting someone the chance to have a wee dabble later today, because, well, Paulie Moati, the anchor, the stopper, he was well out in force yesterday. He got nowhere near it. He picked a couple, picked a couple, but um, his Radradra... <laughs> Well, I think it's still redrunning at the moment. <laughs> but to be honest, I think Sammy Redrudra would have beaten that horse. Paulie, Paulie the anchor. Paulie the anchor. Good work, Good work Paulie. Uh, has to be fast. Was that one? Was that the one yesterday? Wherever it raced and won well. So, yeah. There's a couple of good ones yesterday. So, let's get someone paid. Kerry, good morning. Morning, boys. Morning, morning. Morena, morena. Question number one, which was the last question yesterday. Who was the top point scorer at the 2000 level Rugby World Cup? Uh, Mornay Stain. Mornay Stain is correct. Question number two, who scored a hat-trick for the ABs v France in the 2015 Rugby World Cup quarterfinal? Uh, Julian Tavier. Bang. Wow, nice. Wow. <laughs> Question number three. Kiwi try-scoring machine Ronaldo Mulitalo is in action for the Sharks against the Dragons tonight. How many tries does he have for the season? Oh, have a clue, Kiwi? Yeah, I'll give, you a, I'll give you a clue here. Terry Madison. Uh, I'll go one of the clues, uh, 14. <laughs> <laughs> Close, Kerry. All right, mate, have a good day. Luke from Dunedin. <laughs> hey, boys, how are we? Luke, how are you, mate? Good, 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 thank you. Come on, then. Put us out of our misery. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yes, Bang. the Brisbane loose forward, that's right, from the old days. 13 tries in 14 games. He's on oh. fire, Molitalo. Yeah, can yeah, play. Can play. Going good. Question number four. Which city is the host of the 2032 Olympics? Mm. Give us a clue on that one, please. Uh, okay. Three, yep. They're 2 0 up. Two, one. And what? <laughs> one, <laughs> you figure it out. That's the clue. That's the clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we'll go. Uh, we'll go Canada, Vancouver. Nah, so it's a hard clue, Kimpy. Two nil up and what? <laughs> so good. All right, Lukey, have a good day. Lemmy from 
Palmy, quickly, get it over and done with. You got any idea? Okay, I'll go, I'll go, uh, London. Nah. Not London, brother. Here's another clue. Think about who's giving you the clue and what he's into. What are, what's what's he what's he an expert in? They turn it up as the clue. Driving. Not not Sorry. driving. <laughs> Traffic lights, maybe. See you later. <laughs> Mikey from Christchurch. Morning, brother. Morning, Izzy. All right, bro. Which city is the host of the 2032 Olympics? Is that Brisbane? Brisbane is correct. Mikey, 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 let's get you that 100 bucks, bud. This is your chance. If not, jackpots tomorrow. The FIFA Women's World Cup kicks off in New Zealand and Australia on July 20. Four countries have won it. Name them. Uh, USA? Yep. England? Oh, <laughs> that's Not a hard one too. It's a tough one, but a goodie. That's a goodie. Mikey, apologies, brother. We'll uh, be back tomorrow for another chance. $150 to end our Friday, and we'll make sure we give it away tomorrow because the reality is won't be any other days. That's all right. Back tomorrow to give you a chance to win 150 bucks. Cozy dag. Love racing coming up, Kempi. Have you got many to, many to give us? A few little tippers? Oh, we'll just have to wait and see, mate. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I just want to talk to Paulie Mawadi. Can't wait for that later on today. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the Paulie Mawadi party at 8.30. Love racing next on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. We're 10 away from 7. Get winter ready with Blackmore's Bio C 1150 tablets from Chemist Warehouse, now only $31.99. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. It's five away from 7, 0800 You can give us a call any time this morning. We've got a couple of really good guests coming up. Richie Agar out of the Warriors and, of course, Razor. Robertson, uh, the one and only, 11 super titles. How good. Find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz. And if you're listening yesterday, like Kev, you would have got, got paid because we had a couple. Outside elusive capital, three lengths, Ricky Ricardo. Into the clear comes Sentry 2 now at the 150. Nerea Sentry to come off its back. Elusive capital, Mylet still on the inside, but the first favourite of the day. Nereus bounds away nicely under McNabb to get the first Mylet little just hold second, I'd say, in front of Sentry Elusive. Going to the lead has to be fast. Leads a length of Vayarak was down the outside. Angel's Wings with you still boxing on on the inside. It has to be fast. Through on the inside with you. Has to be fast. And Michael McNabb drives it away. Three for McNabb on the day with you second. Yep, three for McNabb. 145 wins for the season. He's well out in front by about 30 wins at the moment uh, and should wrap up the Jockeys Premiership. Michael McNabb. It was a real rewarding day for Sean Ritchie and Colin Murray at Cambridge. Um, the local uh, partnership heading home with a winning double. They had Nereus, of course, out of Sabobile. And uh, they had another one, Adasu uh, Brahma, that we didn't um, st- um, choose yesterday. Stable mate called Timing, which also went out and won for them. It's nice to carry those colours mm. of Mr Chittick down there at, uh, at Cambridge. It's good, good man. Um, good to get a couple. And a good branding for us when we have got horses by Sabobile for Waikato Stud. And Windsor Park is supporting us with Ben Kwok. Uh, Richie has plenty of time for Nereus, a full brother to Group 1 a savvy coup and he believes he will be a competitive in some stain assignments later in the year the Savabeel has shown a lot of promise he might be a nice summer stayer so it's one to keep an eye on uh, going forward there's racing today and it's all the way down in Rickerton 
on the synthetic. I'll tell you what, it's a hard day if you are going to have a look at um, at Rickerton. But I think there's a, there's a few here that might come in with odds here. There's a couple that have um, been back before we've had a look at them on the show. Um, one of them, I think, in race seven, down the bottom here, number 10, Cosiasano's on Da Vinci Girl. Uh, hasn't really had plenty of races. Uh, one at odds at $10 and $3.30. If you've got a gold coin, maybe have a look at that. But the rest of them, the Maidens and uh, Rating 65, look, just gamble responsibly, <laughs> responsibly today. I'd be saving it for Saturday because we're going to give a few tips mm. for you tomorrow. Um, some very good ones too to come out. We'll do some form on that and uh, we'll look at that and hopefully, like Kevin, get you paid uh, this weekend. Uh, that's our Love Racing update. Grab your mates and get on course visit events.loveracing.nz to find a race day near you. Yeah, it's a couple of minutes Ooh. away from 7 o'clock. Our can't wait question of the day is if you won lotto last night, $33.5 million, so it's the first thing you do. A couple of texts are on double eight double three. I'd set up a third party deal to fund the help the Warriors secure players to win the bloody NRL. It's <laughs> from JJ. Thanks, JJ. JJ, I'm sure that I'm sure yeah, it'd be some brown paper bags doing the rounds. It'd just be like, uh, yeah. Anyway, I won't say any more. Uh, and if uh, if I won lotto, I'd buy the rights to Uncle Kimpy's book. And then when the book is released, I'd give all the sales money to a charity of his choice. From John, nice work, John. Nice work. Awesome. Awesome. That's John your... loves story time with Kimpy. He eh? does. It's his oh, favourite. So good. It's his favourite, mm. mate. Uh, actually, on, on that, I saw uh, Izzy today. Uh, it was a story mm. that the Highlanders are letting sixteen players. Go. I know, mate. 16. Mm. Um, so there's a big rebuild going on down there. I wouldn't mind if, you know, Mark Ellis doesn't often back a loser. If he's buying into the Highlanders, I wouldn't mind throwing some money there. Yeah, it's probably a good shout, but I, I'd say if you own, I know, look, if you own a Super Rugby team, I was talking to Colin Mann's projection was down at uh, Crusaders. I was thinking, you know, if you own it, it's, it's, you're not really, it wasn't it, Colin, it was Grant, he's part of the board. You, you're not really in it to, to make plenty. You're in it for a an hobby. In, in Mark Ellis, mate, they've got a big job ahead of them. 16 players looking for hookers, midfielders, uh, teens. Are you, you surprised know, not, they've um, let all those hookers go? Um, yes and no. Yes and no. I'm hearing um, some yarns of, of a player coming back that's been pretty influential for them in, 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 the, in the wee while. So, yeah, they might have a bit of recovery there, but other players, man... It's going to be huge for them. They've got a big task ahead of them. Yeah, massive task, especially when you see guys like Matt Proctor's coming back from the Northampton to play for the Melbourne Rebels. Yeah, the Rebels. Yeah, mm. which is interesting, not even coming home. Anyway, we'll talk more about that and a few other things as well. Richie Agar from the Warriors coming up shortly. Right now, here's Araha with the latest in news. Thanks to Kubota, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Now we're going to catch up with Richie Agar because we're going to talk some Warriors. They are playing tomorrow at Mount Smart Stadium, Go Media Stadium, I should say, and it's sold out, Kempi. And no doubt they'll be enjoying being back home. The next we run, they're going to have a, a flurry of home uh, advantages, home matches, and they're taking on a pretty, um, well, not that confident Rabideau side who have been pretty, uh, quite struggling as of late. But Richie Agar's joining us this morning. Richie, good morning. Morning, boys. How are you doing? Hey, Richie. Good, thank you, mate. Nice to, nice to talk to you, Richie. It's uh, four, you're four from five, mate, and the Souths are, are the opposite. They've lost four of their last five games. Mate, what uh, what do you take out of that, uh, I guess, that those losses that they've had, Souths going into this game tomorrow night? Oh, yeah, good question, Kempi, because obviously it's only three or four weeks ago that everyone is talking about Souths as being premiership 
Premiership favourites. I think, look, like uh, like a lot of teams in the competition, if you if you lose two or three of your better players, uh, it can have a real impact on uh, on your team and your performance. Uh, what I would say is, however, the good players are still very very good players, mate. And if I think if you give them enough ball or field position. Uh, they've certainly got the talent to to create problems for you. Oh, you know, undoubtedly, um, the form over the last month hasn't been where they, they wanted it to be. But we know that can change really quickly. And, and look for us, we had we had a good win last week, uh, but at the same time, uh, I don't know if this is the coaches in us or what. We we feel there's areas of our performance that that we've done better and we'll need to do better moving forward this weekend too. Yeah, what what are those areas, Richie? Look, when you're outside looking in, you see the scoreline. You know, forty odd points every week, <laughs> dominating position, dominating dominating every area that we see on the TV. But from a coach's point of view, are you able to just you know put the spotlight on those little areas that you're hoping for improvement? Uh, well, I think sometimes sometimes in the coach's box, you ride every play, and when you go back and watch the film, you think it's maybe not as bad as I thought. But we just thought there were some areas. Uh, coming out of our own end where where we probably lost momentum in our sets, where we maybe didn't finish our sets as uh, as, as strong as we would have liked to have done. Where, uh, and this is always a fine balance. You know, we pushed a couple of passes that, you know, are, are the passes on or are we better just making a different decision on them? Uh, and just a couple of areas defensively on, on our edges where we felt uh, maybe the opposition last week didn't you know? Didn't expose it, but we could have been a little bit more tighter uh, in our systems. We didn't quite get pinned for it last week, but we know coming up again, uh, certainly coming up again, what is is generally a strong left edge this week. Uh, we're going to have to be good down there. Some of it is is nice that you can try and iron things out on the back of you know on the back of a healthy win uh, rather than on the back where where you have got pinned for it, but. Uh, at the same time, you know, we know uh, when we're coming up again, you know, the teams that have got uh, title ambitions, uh, and I know they're not in, in, in great form at the moment, but we're going to have to be better. Richie, is one of those areas, um, the offload, like in, the, in that first 20 minutes especially, I think the stat at half time was you had nine offloads to St George's one, but on the back of the offload, that second phase, you sort of lost a little bit of structure there, and then in that second quarter, you went back to your system and and found found the try line quite easy. Is is one of those areas that you're working on what you do in that second phase after an offload? Uh, yeah, exactly that can be. And sometimes it, it's selection on the pass. Do I give it or don't I give it? And I thought a couple of times uh, those offloads and passes it didn't go to hand. And as I say, is, is it is it the timing? Is it the selection of the pass? Is it on? Isn't it on? What we don't want to do, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to put fear of using the football in our players. Uh, as you know, we don't want them to become, you know, full of anxiety about passing the ball and, and, and missing opportunities, really. But there's just a little bit of a balance in there. And sometimes, as you know, it, it's situational within the game, too. Uh, and, you know, what, what's come before it? Have you been defending sets on your own line for the last three sets? Um so it's just about that little bit of game feel and, and, and balance. And as you say, at times, what comes off the back of it? Because momentum is so important in the game. You know, if you have, if you have 
I guess one play and, and one play selection that, that doesn't quite create your momentum in the set. You can lose momentum for the set and uh, and end up, you know, end up on the back foot a little bit. As I say, Kempi, some of it is is pretty minor stuff, but it, it's good opportunity for us to to try and iron it out on the back of a on the back of a healthy win. But I've absolutely loved um, Richie the the. The, the skill set under pressure, particularly on those edges, the, the ball going from Chance yes. to Rocco Berry, Alta Dallin, like they're backing their skills under pressure and it's so good to see. So I love hearing you say, look, we don't want to take that away and, and the boys lose their confidence. You know, you want to see them getting those opportunities and, and relishing those opportunities. But talking about Josh Carr and he's coming in, he's going to have an opportunity with Mitch Barnett. Um, mate, how's he transitioned into that starting role? And Mitch Barnett had a couple of weeks off. He's, he's going good. Yeah, look, I'll start with Barney. I think he's a player that we've we missed incredibly. Uh, he's a very experienced player now, understands the game, uh, whether he plays edge or middle. You know, he really understands the game in either role. Uh, he's got a very, very strong mentality and uh, he's, he's you know really evolved into a senior player for us. So um, the game time and the productivity and, and the quality in what he delivers for us is something that I think we've missed this season. And I think when he came back, uh, I think it was a Redcliffe game that, that he came back in. I think to be off for so long and come back and play in the manner he did shows you know what a really important player is for us. I think Josh uh, has had to be patient and had some terrific impact off the bench. I think what uh, what's been asked of him is he's delivered really, really well. I think what we know is when we get down the opposition's end, um, it's a commodity what he's got. You know, the ability to, to find holes and to break the line and be such an offensive threat uh, is something that, any t- you know, those sort of qualities is something that any team uh, would view as a real positive. So there were some parts of Josh's all-round game Early in the year, what Andrew asked him to, you know, to work on a little bit and tidy up. But I think we've seen, and and a lot of that were around some of the defensive efforts, boys. But I think Josh has made a, you know, a real concerted effort and and great strides in some of those areas, which uh, which the coach asked him to. And yeah, so it'd be a good opportunity for Josh uh, this week to get some more, you know, some more playing minutes under his belt and and show us what he can do. Richie, do you think we, you know, Josh is just going to go up from here, especially given you know the the court case that he had going on over in Australia that's been put to bed now? So, do you think mentally that's kind of maybe held him back a little bit, and he, uh, the, that weight being off his shoulders will will see him just go strength to strength? Uh, I think anyone that knows a, a situation like that, uh, regardless of how an individual, you know, it's going, it's going to weigh on your mind. You know, it's it's always there, and there's always a, a worry and an anxiety and a, and a nagging doubt about it. Um, quite often, you, you know, sport and this type of job for periods, it, it can take your your mind away from it. You know, when you get there and you get in with the boys and you've got opportunity to concentrate on your craft and, and work really hard, it, it does. You know, for for that short period of time, it can take it away. But there's no doubt that. Uh, behind the scenes, everything that comes with, um, you know, I guess an incident like that is gonna is gonna weigh on you. So I, I'm sure that when we got in yesterday, with that all behind him, you know, there were a, there were a great relief behind Josh that it's it's been put to bed and he can very much focus on, you know, not only his job in rugby league but getting with his life uh, in a little bit more easier fashion now. Hey. 
Richie, Maratu no Kore, yeah. okay, it's his, it's, his, yeah. it's starting to get a little bit, um, a bit of an anxiety starting to rise now because of the, the suspensions and, you know, he's taken the, the plea and got the three weeks and you're leading into yeah. the back end of the year. What, yep. what, if anything, are you guys worried about or do you make any changes to his aggression and the way that he's defending? And and what, how does that affect the likes of Sean Johnson knowing that he hasn't got him next to him in defence? Um, well, yeah, I'll probably start with that last little bit, Kemp. Well, I, I think he's one of the outstanding back rowers in the competition. You know, as a, as a half-back yourself, Kemp, you wouldn't want to be defending him. You know, he carries the ball... Uh, with such power and aggression, you know, it's, it's borderline physical violence when he's got the ball in his hand. Um, but what he's done impressively for us is his defenders are forming. And I think a lot of the key to your edge defence can be how you form and move, you know, the footwork, the change of speed, uh, the vision in terms of sometimes they have to defend, you know, they have to defend three issues. You know, the ball player coming out on the lead runner and then get out of the back and help the halfback. And, you know, I, I think Morata is, you know, he's such a quality player. He's up there with a, you know, when he's on form, he's up with a, with a very, very best back rowers in the game, uh, offence and defence as well. So he's, he's going to be a great miss for us. I think it's important when Morata is, uh, if you strip too much of that aggression away, uh, you're going to lose a big chunk of the player. So for us, it, it's to get him better, to find a balance. Look, we don't think he's going after people, uh, in any sort of reckless and indisciplined way. Uh, there's a couple of issues where, I guess, the timing, the height of the tackles, he's not doing an awful lot wrong, Kemper. You know, the very, very, um, I guess, borderline incidents, what's got him, you know, what's got him suspension. But, but the outcome of them, as we know, if someone gets a knock in the head and, and concussion uh, at this moment in time, the game, and quite rightly so, um, is looking upon that and, and trying to eradicate it from the game. So, look, he knows he's got to be uh, a little bit better. We don't we don't want to rein his aggression in. We just want to try and alter his target areas and get his technique. You know, we're only talking a fraction here too, just a little bit lower. Just a question from one of our listeners here, uh, Richie. Um, yep. Question, how do you coach game scenario for game awareness? Warriors have been awesome to watch this year. This is from Tyson. If you have able to answer, how much on training under pressure are you doing throughout the week? Uh, I think that goes back to pre-season. Uh, and we still do it when we can. It's opportunities when you get on six and seven day turnarounds especially with some travelling, it, it can be difficult with what you do in training because, you know, there's certain boxes we have to take around the game. Uh, but what we did do pre-season, we, uh, we competed a lot and we competed by putting them in different scenarios. Uh, so I think on top of that, it's not just around training. I think it's an element where your players learn through the year too. So we've been in different situations through the year. I think the way that, you know, our coach would handle it, whether that be at half-time, post-game, what you do in review, I think that is all part of the, I guess, um, the learning process and the mental learning process uh, as, you, you know, as your journey unfolds. But I'd also say uh, we did spend a lot of time pre-season and we've actually done some this week, actually, because we have had opportunity where... Uh, we we do compete and there's penalties for the team that loses and we do put them in, in different 
I guess different game scenarios. But I will credit the players, mate. I think I think the players uh, being as bought in as they are at the moment, um, and the guidance that, that our coach gives them. I think there's been a lot of uh, learnings along the way. I think half time at our place is always. Uh, very calm, very simple. A couple of messages that if we can fix this, guys, we'll, we'll go on and do this. And, and the way they review it, I think, you know, our guys can see that, yeah, we did make these adjustments on the run. Uh, and we did start thinking a little bit more correctly while we were under pressure. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a little bit, you know, the evolution of our team too. Yeah, they're, they're certainly looking at um, like the benefits of the off season and and that type of training too. Uh, under those scenarios of uh, putting a big smile on their face, I noticed that after the game, Richie on uh, on Friday yeah. night against St George. Mate, just ask you a question before we let you go. Uh, to you got yeah. you got a bit of a selection dilemma coming up because the first time of the year with ten rounds to go, you're starting to get players back. You got Mitch back back. This week, of yep. course, you're going to have Marata coming back into the side, but also to uh, to Martin's on his way back, and Jazz Tavago, I see, he's walking around at training as well. He'd be a couple of weeks That's off. Right, what, yep. um, what, if any, have you guys got an idea of what your actual best team looks like? And will those guys come back, or will they be put back in New South Wales um, if your team keeps winning? Hey, Kempi, first thing, I've got no selection at eight. Andrew Webster's going, mate. It's not my headache. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, so on your question, mate, is, look, we we can't wait to get all those guys back, let me tell you. And to be able to choose from a full, fit and healthy squad, uh, coming in, you know, coming to the home straight of the season is something, you know, we can only dream about, really. I think in situations like this, We've not had it all year where we've had the opportunity and, and fingers crossed and such wood, we get to the point where, where we do the, get the opportunity and, um, and, and formal sort yourselves out. I think when you've had guys that have had long layoffs, uh, I guess that's a, that is a question for Andrew and our performance staff really about whether, uh, like Ed Cossie, for instance, you know, has been a regular for us, but where he is physically coming back in New South Wales Cup, uh, and and this is regardless of the form of our wingers coming back in New South Wales Cup uh, for two or three weeks is probably a must for him, Kempy. You know, mm. given given the time off and the nature of his injury and where he's at physically. Um, Just Varga, for instance, came back after a long layoff early in the year. We put straight in the team, and and he looked like he'd never missed a beat. To be fair. And, you know, I think Jazz is a player, um, you know, that we've missed. You know, we've missed his impact and, and his aggression and the way he carries the ball and his skill. We've missed it off the bench. So, look, I think I think uh, by the time those guys are back, um, form, form will sort itself out a little bit. It's a strong position to be in. But I think at this moment in time, well, I can tell you, we, you know, we've not had those conversations about, you know when Tamari comes back, what you know, what's our team going to look like, and and Jazz or, or anybody for that instance. But all we're hoping is that you know we do we do get those headaches because you know we've not had that, that headache at all this year. Mm. Nice, Richie. Thanks very much for giving us some time this morning, mate. Really appreciate it. Best of luck tomorrow night against the Rabbitohs. May the winning streak continue and that push for the four, eh? Yeah, that's what helping. You know, he's coming to the I, I guess the exciting end. You're going to have a a full house again down at Mount Smart. So, yeah, let's hope we can get a performance out there and, and, and get another win.
Yeah, good stuff. Richie Agar with us from Cheers, the Warriors. Richie. Appreciate your time, Cheers, my mate. friend. Go well. Have a great weekend as well. Uh, this is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Uh, coming up next, we're going to kick off Kempi's Kicker. So if you've got tips for us uh, and you want to be in for Kempi's Kicker, text us through double eight double three. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, your real house of fragrance. into Chemist Warehouse and find Nutrilife Magnesium Complete Forte 120 capsules for only $19.99. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, 727 and uh, 0800 150 811 8833. Already had a few coming through for Kempe's kicker. We are kicking it off 50 bucks. We're going to chuck mm. on something. Well, and get the put boys paid, Ricardo. Yeah, we got it. we got Mark from Tauranga and Troy um, last week as he took uh, first first uh, point scored was by a penalty, which Richie Moonga stepped up and Julie got the, us paid on that. I think that paid a dollar seventy, and then Mark from Tauranga, he whacked in a multi um, as well on the, on the back of that, and uh, it came it all came in in and around the points. Uh, the points, I think it was the amount of points that they won by the Crusaders. Cody uh, Taylor and scored Cody, a try. And Cody Crusaders got twelve and under. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you know, if you're if you're out there and you're thinking about, uh, there's a couple of already coming here on jumping on Kempi's kicker today. What happens is that myself and Izzy we pick a a multi that we like that we think will get us paid, and then what we do is we we multi them up together and put them on, and uh, we have a good really good weekend looking at it. And the boys in here they all wait too because. Uh, because when you start getting paid a couple of times and you're working for SENZ, everyone's in there asking, what's Kempi's kicker today? So um, <laughs> we've got uh, a couple of boys here waiting for that to come out. And, and of course, a lot of our astute um, uh, people out there that understand what's what's worth a bet. Like We've got one coming here already from uh, Kevin who likes a horse down in the uh the Deep South today in Rickerton in race, what was it? Race six. Race six, yep. that's right. Global Star. Yeah. He said, look at the course, look at the synthetic, look at mm. the distance, same rider pays sevens. Pays sevens, yeah. And it's over to you in that race is a, also a decent horse too that came back and bled early on in the year, but uh, has some really good fresh up form. So um, if you like Kevin and you like something today, um, and or if you've got a game, you like the Warriors. I think the Warriors this weekend thirteen plus the way that they've been, oh. been playing. I think that's juicy odds at four bucks. What about this? What about this, Kimpy? A power play. Dallin Dallin Watanese Lesnick first or second try scorer and Warriors to win thirteen plus ten bucks. Oh, mate, overs, overs. Well, just hopefully um, we won't have Paulie Mawadi come on and pick the same one. Actually, I just see that Paul <laughs> – did you guys know that Paulie Mawadi's got a horse? It's running today at uh, – Anchor. At, at, at Rickerton. It's called Anchor Me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mostly Paul's horse. Anchor Me in race seven uh, today on the synthetic. And, uh, yeah, well, Kate Hercock on board, paying 10s and 3.30 at the moment. <laughs> oh. Anchor me. That's a great song too, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it a great song? Kids, anchor me. Mutton birds. Mutton birds. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we'll have to Glacian. find. We'll have to find that one. We might play that one for Paulie when he comes in uh, <laughs> later on in the show. But that's that's how that kicker works today. Oh. If you've got 
anything that you like over the weekend. We'll tell you what, we've got something for you tomorrow. So we've uh, gone out to this, a couple of race meetings on the weekend to a couple of very astute uh, people just to give us a couple leading into the weekend. So um, we'll bring those out for you also tomorrow. But if you've got some, something today, by the end of the show, me and Izzy will pick what we think is the best. We'll multi that up. And uh, if you're lucky enough, you get... Uh, the winnings of the kick, if that uh, comes in, like Mark and Troy did last week. Yeah, keep them coming through. Double eight, double three, double eight, double three is the temper bed post text line. It is seven thirty one here on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Araha up next with the latest in news. Thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Seven thirty-three. Can I tie a too easy weekend? Let's some sports headlines. Tell you what, James Harden's got it tough, hasn't he? He's got it until tomorrow to decide whether or not to take up an option with the 76ers to get paid thirty-five point six million dollars next year, or to test the open market. What to do? What to do? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so he's winning lottery. lotto tomorrow. He's winning nice. lotto tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He's winning lotto every year. That guy. Uh, he's going all right. He's going all right. I tell you who else is winning lotto. Uh, is uh, there's a couple of players that are winning? Well, West Ham have won lotto. They've just sold Declan Rice, their big midfield starter, Arsenal for one hundred and five million pounds, which is a British transfer record. And Arsenal are splashing the cash because they've also signed from Chelsea. Their midfielder comes striker Kai Havertz, the German, for $65 million. So Arsenal have just splashed $170 million in the last 24 hours on two wow. players to strengthen their squad ahead of next season. Uh, they're really looking at pushing Man City. Oh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I, Declan Rice will definitely make a difference for them because that's been a weak point for Arsenal for a long time is the middle of the park. So uh, they're get, getting rid of Granite Jack, who's up and down. He's one of those players that he's either world-class or he's a liability. He doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to score too many sixes at uh, sevens out of tens, um, so they're getting rid of him and uh, bring in Declan Rice. So there you go. There's a, a bit of uh, football news for you out of the UK. Also in football news, the Phoenix are going to travel to Queensland next month to start their 2023 Australia Cup campaign. It's like the Aussie FA, FA Cup, if you like. They've drawn Redcliffe Club, Peninsula Power FC. So uh, that's uh, going to be uh, the First game for the next the round of 32. They've reached the quarterfinals for three straight seasons. Will they go one better this time around? Uh, the Tall Ferns are moving into the knockout stage of the FIBA Women's Asia Cup. They had a big win last night over Lebanon, 76-45. They'll now play the Philippines, uh, who they should beat. They should be on paper. They win that, then they get a semi-final with Japan. And that'll also mean they're in the top four in Asia, which gives them a pathway to qualify for the Olympics as well. So good news for the Tall Ferns. And how's this? Teenager Ethan Oliver has broken the New Zealand triple jump record, a record set in February by his older brother. Uh, (laughs) Oliver says, shattered that his siblings men's triple jump record by eight centimetres, which is quite a long way. He leapt 16.67 metres at the Grand Prix de la Fortes in Brussels, Belgium. He's only 17. His brother's only held the record since February. He broke Phil Wood's record, which has stood uh, for 50 years. Uh, both brothers are based in Bel- uh, in South Africa, but competing as New Zealanders. Oliver's record is also beaten the New Zealand under-20, under-18 and under-19 records because he's still only 17. So he is one to watch for the future. So 
Good things going on in New Zealand athletics at the moment. We're seeing some new names come through doing some good things on the international stage. There you go. That is the Kenan Tire Two Easy Weekend. Two days higher for the price of one. Visit a branch today. T's and C's apply. Uh, keep your calls coming in. 0800 150 811 and 8833 because we all want Kempi's kicker, right? So we want your options for Kempi's kicker. There's a few coming through. Yeah. Oh, a few coming through. And we also, a couple of good options. A couple of good What are you liking, Izzy? Uh, there was one there from Scott. Where is he? Scott, uh, Renato Mulitalo and Iskatoa, both anytime try scores of Cronella, 113 plus. That's $3.25. That's not bad. Mm. And then there's one here from Troy. But Troy, I'm going to get you paid again. I'm looking at throwing my kicker bonus bet from last week on Ed Dallin. First try score and then SJ anytime. That is 34 bucks. Good luck with that because my dad had it last week. 34 That's good money. My dad got it last week at Big Odds. Uh, Well, he had Dallin to score the first try and then he had, I think it was 76 minutes for Chance Nicol Klosstad to score any try and he would have got paid, but he didn't. He kept kept passing it to Dallin. Yeah, pass the ball. Uh, pass the ball back, Dallin. Yeah. The, the, the other question, uh, the other question we asked earlier today was, if you won lotto because somebody won thirty three point five million, what would you do? First thing you do with it? And somebody's texted through and said, "Did Kempe just say Rickerton was in the deep south?" I think if you win lotto, you need to buy an atlas. <laughs> well, I will tell you what, Rickerton's in Christchurch, bro. Yeah. Well, isn't that the deep south? I oh, know it's in Christchurch. I've been to deep Rickerton. South, Southland. Well. Deep South, deep South is deeper than Nelson. <laughs> All right, Nelson's at the top of the South Island. Rickerton oh. is in the middle, which for me is so pretty South. deep. So, you know, if you're in a diving pool, did you always touch the bottom of the diving pool? Never did diving. There you go. It's because it's deep south, isn't it? So anywhere from the from the top of the south to the bottom is deep south. <laughs> oh wow. Wow, where did we just oh. go, Izzy? Where did we just go? Oh. Uh, this keeps <laughs> this thing still so comfortable. If I won lotto, I would go to Lords with the cricket, go to the Rugby World Cup, go to the NBA Finals, go to Fenway Park for baseball, go to the Rugby League World Cup, go to the Stanley Cup, go to the Super Bowl, go to the Royal Ascot races, and bring the lads with me. Oh, I'm in. Oh. <laughs> Mate, Sign honestly, us up. If I won lotto, that'll be the hell of a lads trip to take them away. I can't be saying lads, I have to take the wife with me. But, <laughs> mate, the world's your worst. You'll be able to go watch all these sporting events. It's so good. Hey, just quickly going back to your Beeble mm. uh, chat there, um, Ricardo. Mate, I was watching um, watching part of that game. Talia Tupaya, she shot six, th- uh, six threes in that game. And the Lebanon coach before the game actually said they can't shoot. They can't shoot. So what do they do? From the arc, they were dropping bombs throughout that whole entire game. So they were awesome. 20 points, and then um, Charlie's Ledger Walker, 19 points as well. So, mate, uh, they're looking pretty solid as the Tall Ferns. Surprising many, yeah. particularly the Lebanon coach. Mate, those, yeah, the Lebanese coach will be eating humble pie right now. I'll tell you that much for free. Uh, it's interesting. I... I was telling the boys earlier, as I I uh, picked up a bit of money yesterday on one of uh, Kempi's tips in the races last night. I was looking, how can I make this money just a little bit more? And I was looking for some odds-ons. And I saw Aussie in the FIBA women's basketball. They're the hosts. They're world-ranked number three. They'll play in Japan. Real world-ranked number nine. I was like, oh, yeah, they'll win that. Pound a buck 60. That's pretty safe. Got up this morning. They lost by 30. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the drawing board for Ricardo. Uh, oh, you've been talking poorly too much. <laughs> oh. Did they rest all their players? 
They must have done, yeah, yeah, because they've made the playoffs. But, I mean, they were on equal points with Japan, so I thought, oh, they need to win it because they're both the two top teams in the group. So they need to win it, and they didn't. And they ended up finishing third in the group. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, it was, it was it was ugly. It was an ugly punt. I tell you that, I woke up this morning and went, oh, yeah, that will have come in. Check the account. No. Oh, mate. But, so I need to what? fill up as well. Oh, Mate, we all need to fill up. I'm bloody over that punting side of the game. But we haven't really touched on this subject, lads. And I know, Kempe, you were in a, a nice wee Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Looks really good on you. It's snug, Kempe. It is. it is. But we haven't spoken about the new All Blacks jersey, have we? No, we haven't. Obviously released yesterday morning. Mixed um, results, particularly on Twitter. There's a little last men throw. LOL's out there in the Twitter land. And uh, people having their say. Obviously, Frenchman Faye the Wolf designed it. And uh, had a lot of influence on the it's central around the silver fern. There's 14 different silver ferns around the um, over the jersey that signify the diversity of of the 14 different cultures and groups within the ABs. And oh, there's a lot of cultural significance for this jersey. But when you first take your glance, what do you think? I don't like it personally. I, I looked at it and went, mm. "What the hell is this? What have they done?" Um, because yeah. the ferns don't look like ferns to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can tell they're a fern, but the design of the fern itself, I don't like it, and I don't like the way it's kind of... So my missus looked at it, and she went, I'm pretty sure we used to have couch cushions that had that pattern, uh, you know, because that's kind of the vibe it gives off. James uh, Stafford, who is a Welsh rugby writer, I used to get on the show when I was doing the night show, uh, he's written a bunch of books on rugby and everything, really considered rugby writer. He tweeted a picture of it and said some toddler just vandalised the All Blacks jersey. Yeah, it, you know, it, it did look like a scribble on a jumper. That's what I thought as soon as I saw it is. You know, and I, I, I like the All Black jersey. I've always liked it. I, th- I think the black um, with a fern on it is really defining. You know what I mean? Mm. So it actually, it's a, it's a really solid brand, but it looked like with the, my very first thought when I saw it, I went, What's the scribble on the jersey? I couldn't work it out. So, and then you look at it and go, "Oh, that's the fern." Now, the thing with the fern is that the fern is so iconic. If you go right back to the old days with the big white fern on the jumper, like that would probably have been enough to add to the jersey if you were going to make it an a iconic jersey. And the other part on it too, when you're talking about cultural significance, um, if they were talking about the fourteen cultures of significance, then why didn't they use the 14 actual um, cu- um, countries that these people come from as opposed to using a Frenchman? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is the like French tie-in just because the World Cup's in France? I think it's just because of the World Cup. and It's a, it's a, it's a difficult one, eh? Because Adidas, obviously, it's like an iPhone. You're constantly changing... Chargers and, and makeups and, and things like. I just want to hear from you at home. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Give us a call. What was your initial reaction to to the All Blacks jersey? I'll have my say when we come back. Um, we're going to shoot off, so we'll be back shortly to to get re- plenty of reaction. There's plenty of messages coming through, but let us know your initial thoughts to that All Blacks jersey. Back soon. Try the new L'Oreal Men Expert Power age range from Kemmer's Warehouse starting from 1954. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. 
It's uh, 11 away from 8 o'clock on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. And uh, Izzy, you are asking for people's thoughts on the new jersey. There's a couple that come through here that I've, I thought are quite interesting. This one from Paddy stood out to me. Looking forward to hearing Izzy try and defend the new jersey. My brother, it is fugly. Could have used the same idea, but used korus <laughs> instead and traditional patterns and not some Frenchman scribbles. It looks like some non-authentic knockoff jersey you'd pick up at the warehouse for 1999. Um, yes, Patty. Yes, um, I'm not going to try and defend it. I think it's horrible. Yeah, I yep. think the yeah, I, I like this. I can understand the the reasoning behind it, and I like the way he's trying to connect back to the to the roots and the identity of New Zealand. But the reality is, that's our sacred jersey. That's that's the All Blacks jersey, and it's it's you know it should be all black. Like that that detail is taking away everyone's thought process or everyone's th- thoughts of what the jersey is. It is black. It has a silver fern on your chest, and it is powerful. Um, so, so for me, I think they could have done a better job with the with the silver ferns around the body. Body, uh, yeah. Look, I I think it's. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> as long as for me though, for me, like the the jersey. If I'm wearing it, as the jersey, as long as it's black, and it has that significance of the silver fern on my chest. Mm. Whatever goes on in the thing, but and that's the that's the difficult situation now when you have a big brand with a big influence that's involved. Like, how much altering do you have on this jersey? You know, iPhone. We see it then they're changing the charger. You see it with earphones. People are constantly changing them because it's obviously revenue. Like, how much change can we allow for these big companies to have to to um, you know to buy for encourage people to go buy a new jersey? Yeah, you know, like it's. It goes, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You, you want people to buy new jerseys, right? So you, otherwise you just buy one jersey and you got the jersey for life because it doesn't change. Um, well, for life or for about five pies, depending um, on me because I, I tend to – my jerseys shrink somehow in the, in the, in the drawers, <laughs> is he? But, um, but yeah, Does it yeah. come with a napkin? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like they need to do something. But you can do something without messing with it, I think. Like, yeah, you remember when they changed the collar and they went to that Chinese collar? You know, I, I yeah, mean, the white collar. Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. I didn't mind that. Um, yeah, just little subtle changes, but that is like a a big, big change. Like your whole body is is covered in these sil- silver ferns or these. Do, these you remember, do you remember when Spark yeah. came out with that brand? With Spark, uh-huh. change from um, Telecom to Spark, and it and it went like it was sort of like oh, just a, someone with yeah. a scribble with mm. a pen. That's what that's what happens to that's just what happened to the All Black jersey. Like, no disrespect to the Frenchman that did it, but, you know, that's the most iconic brand in the in this country. Everyone around the world, when they say New Zealand, they basically put the All Blacks in that in that conversation. Now they've just gone, like, you know, when you've got people saying that looks like a warehouse jersey, that's that's probably the most insulting thing anyone can ever say about that jumper. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the other thing, I, I did a bit of work in, in music, Izzy, and the amount of people that would come here, band members, like, you know, the guys from Slayer, the guys from Sepultura, guys from Metallica, they all wanted an all-black jersey because it looked cool, and often they would wear them on stage. They're not going to wear that on stage. You know, and that's kind of, in a way, sort of our cultural representation. It would take it away from heavy metal, wouldn't it, wearing yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah, You exactly. guys are big and tough and strong. And well, but it just doesn't, look, pe- it just doesn't look cool anymore. Well, it doesn't look staunch, does it? Like mm. when you look at over across them, they're doing the hucker and they've got scribbles on them. Exactly. Um, yeah, look, it's it was interesting unveil yesterday, I must say. Well, it's I, I think 
there's a few people, uh, young Chris has come through and said, I don't mind, it looks pretty cool. So some people obviously okay with it. I don't. I haven't seen anybody say they absolutely love it, but I've seen a lot of people say they absolutely hate it. Mm. You know? So I mean, there's mixed results out there, isn't there? Yeah, well, Andre, I thought, Andre, this is quite nice. Outside of the Warriors' 632 jersey designs, the ABs is our most sacred jersey. You don't mess with it. Yep. Yeah. And then Josh has come through with the jersey represents the All Blacks' decline. Over the last few years, the aura of invincibility is, of the ABs has disappeared and the new jersey shows how commercialised New Zealand rugby's become. The black jersey used to be an icon. Thanks for your text. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three is the temper bedpost text machine. It is six away from eight. Run, don't walk. Versace Poro, 100 mil is only 79.99, but only at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. It's Harness Racing New Zealand, pacing for purpose, season two. Couple of minutes away from eight, and yes, uh, all the money that we win goes to the Child Cancer Foundation. We're looking at a race tonight, actually, and uh, this is at Alex Park. It is race two. Number 10, Gandalf, second twice in a row and can pounce late from a second row draw. Has to be a contender. So that's the one that we are looking at. To be honest, I haven't had a lot of luck. We've chosen three different horses in the last week, in the last three <laughs> weeks, and they've all been either scratched or someone else has grabbed them uh, before we can announce it. But we managed to get on this one. Um, Gandalf paying four eighty and a dollar eighty, so we get the win on this. Nice. She we're looks not that, all right. We're not that far off. We're not that far off the other teams. We'll get. We'll pick that back up. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. that. It is. A, it is the second well, favourite in the race. It is the second favourite. Oh, come on, Gandalf. Come Wave on. your magic wand and get us over that line, will you, please? <laughs> you come on, get us paid. <laughs> we can get Child Cancer Foundation paid. A ton of messages here, lads, uh, regarding the All Blacks jersey for and against. We'll read those after this, but we've got Razor Ray coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning, Izzy Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ. Our next guest will be dancing to that song, that tune, no doubt. Or he might be a little bit tired, we'll have to wait and see. But remember, day two of the Ashes again tonight, 339 for five Aussie at Stumps on day one. Well, day two starts again tonight, 9pm on SCNZ. Catch all their coverage and action. Don't go anywhere else, SCNZ has it all for you, but right now it's now time to talk to our next guest. I know plenty of you, many of you, will be excited to hear from the one and only Razor Ray Kempe. Yes, Razor Ray, the most successful Super Rugby coach with eleven wins for his 
a player and the seventh heaven coach who delivered against the Munna, the Chiefs, on Saturday night. He joins us on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Razor, tell me, mate, do you still have a headache? Have you recovered? <laughs> the recovery mode is still well and truly in, in action, man. I, uh, you don't go as long as our days, um, Diggy. We look four or five day ones, and you sort of two days and you just go at it, and then everyone just stresses. But um, the body is not, and the mind is not as good as it used to be, not as that sharp on um, on the beverages here. Well, we've raised Well, what we've done is we've left it till Friday so that hopefully you've got a couple of um, recovery uh, days under your belt because you know we come up with some pretty good questions on this uh, breakfast show eh? and I'm going to start <laughs> with a quick fire five for you you ready? Yeah, yeah. Here you go most, most satisfi- uh, satisfying part of the journey For this season? We're no. Doing this season totally? yeah, we're talking about your journey down at the Crusaders Remember it's quick fire. Just ever Okay, ever uh, Ellis Park, 2017. Okay, biggest improver. <sighs> you did have a Jason big one, Ryan. didn't you? <laughs> Jason Ryan, nice. Jason ball. Ryan. Okay, uh, biggest no. disappointment. <laughs> um, oh, how good is this? Oh, <laughs> um, Diggy! <laughs> 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 biggest regret. Me under the bus. Biggest regret. You're up to question four. Biggest regret. Uh, not, well, well, this actually isn't, isn't a regret. Not doing a docker earlier because we did a docker this year. Yep. Yep, okay. And here's your last one. Who's the next razor? Oh, there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> Only one razor ray. There you go, yeah. razor. There you go. Quick fire five. Your head's working well, mate. You're back in it. I love it. There you go. Kippy's got your back, it's Ray. How's the last, yeah, how's the last couple of days been? How's <laughs> the last couple of oh, days been, Ray? Look. Um, you know, I've, I've been good the last couple. I've, I've sort of, we, we did all our boards not on a Monday night and. Had a couple of quiet ones with the coaches and stuff the next day just to sort of do a little internal debrief and then we, we knocked it on the head. Like I said, it changes pretty quickly and it, um, mm. you, 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 don't, you don't go as long and hard as you used to be. All backs away, AB15 away. All the boys that have, um, you know, given back into NBC or whatever, they're going straight on holiday. Uh, so, yeah, you, you sort of come back. You go off a real high. Like, honestly, I, I get bored pretty quick and I was like, Wednesday, what? looking around, what's going on, what's next, and, you know, the group's finished. It's such a gift that you have that year, that group, that group together, and when they, when they leave, you, you become a little bit sad for a day or two. Yeah, it must be mixed emotions, obviously reflecting. You've got a lot of time to reflect now, Ray, and, you know, seven years you've been at the helm and, and you've had so much success. You know, like, what, what have been those reflections over the last couple of days? Um... <sighs> I think the connections and the relationships have been the biggest thing that I've I will reflect on. You know, from all the players, everyone that's played that role, everyone had the big part to play. You know, twenty nineteen, a lot of guys left and turned yourself, and how we sort of we don't reinvent ourselves, but we we become a little bit more clear and we become a little bit more focused on who we are and 
we went back to a lot of trademark stuff and we introduced a lot of our new sort of theming side of it, which I, I can leave to the club and leave that in really good hands. Um, and we started a lot of things off the field just as much as on, like all the charity stuff um, that we do, our um, foundation work. You know, we've brought into the Hall of Fame, which will become forever now. So there's a lot of on-field but also off-field stuff that you know you become really proud of and really reflect of, of and you know that's going to still be there and part of the legacy. Razor, you, you're obviously moving into a different job next year. You're not going to be coaching week in, week out like you are in Super Rugby. It's, it's, it's a different beast, isn't it, coaching internationally? How do yeah. you think you'll, you'll cope with that not having the hands-on week in, week out throughout the season? I'm going to have to get your hands on my old club somewhere again, some of the ways. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little bit of coaching here and there, but I'm going to treat the off-season probably in two ways. Obviously, selection of the players, but also connection of people in the public around New Zealand so I can get around and uh, get down to the grassroots and, and connect as much as I possibly can. Um, so I can just see where people are. They can see me. We can have conversations. You know, I love that sort of stuff. I, I really enjoy... Um, getting down to the clubs and centenaries or whatever it is. And it's my club now. I'm going to be Marlins. Uh, having these in a few weeks, so I'm looking forward to that. And it'll be, it'll be a recovery well. But it's um, <laughs> it, it's going to it's going to be yeah. Those things I'm going to draw on, on um, in between. I have got a lot. Of, we have got a lot of time. We've got a new staff, a new coaching group. We do a lot of planning. You know, always say that you win the you always win the competition in the off season. You have to get the off season right. You have to be really well. Clear, clearly planned and ready to go. Like test match footy is different, so I'll have plenty on. Let's dust the long boards up off uh, Razor. We'll get out there at Mount Monganui for a wave when it's uh, when those swells start bowling yeah. in. Um, I just want to talk to you about you know benchmarking. Like the best coaches in the world are benchmarking all the time. What's the off season for you apart from the World Cup? Are you looking? Are you looking to go and do some study somewhere at, at uh, one of the world's best clubs? Yeah, I, I, I am. I can't full disclose it. It hasn't been fully confirmed, but I will, I'll, I'll tap into a couple of my connections from the coaching point of view. And I, I think the best one, the best ones I've ever been to is actually when you get a full week with another coach, watch them coach from Monday to the game day, and then see how they roll, what they do personally, but also how they set the team up. You know, like the more you coach, the longer you're in coaching, the better your staff get. They get ahead of you in the end of the game. They they sort of advance their craft. And you go around, like, one of the best weeks I had was with Wayne Bennett um, and how he shaped his weeks and his staff. And it was back when we were with the Broncos, and I learned a lot around giving time and respect, you know, giving it to your coach, trust them, but what you do on and off the field to make sure that you're all aligned. So I'm going to want to go to another contact sport, you know, if it's the NFL or ice hockey and just see how they do it. The tough, um, just just because the big games, they're, they're, there's a lot in them, there's a lot of preparation, a lot of expectations and how they deal with all of it. Ray, just a question looking forward to the to the future. Um, look, I, well, I know you as, as a, you know, a passionate coach, um, you're a purple dot through and through like myself. Next year, when, you, when you're going to be coaching with the All Blacks, will we see a similar style of, of coaching and, and personality and amongst that group? I think that's what everyone's looking for, but you feel like you can go there and, and, and be yourself and, and coach the way you want to coach and, and be given the reins? 
Yeah, look, I'm pretty mindful. I can't talk too much about the ABs just with the current situation. You know, when I start on yeah. number one, November one, we can dig a bit deeper. But oh, look, I get me. I think that's the first thing. You know, you want to be pretending. I think people know who I am. Um, I get people around. I, I know. I trust that are experts. Uh, will challenge me in a great way. That, that it's what's the best for the team and how we can get better. Mm. But Test match footy is different. You know, there is different stats. You have to win in parts of the game. You have to win to win them. Uh, mm. And then it's all about the continuity and continued success. And, 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 you know, there's a World Cup cycle ahead. And there's going to be some fresh starts. So, look, I'm looking forward to all, all those sorts of things. But, um, yeah, and just meeting people, you know, meeting the NZRU, people, the other staff and all those things, just start to build those connections, which are so valuable. I know everyone's pretty excited, but Ray, I want to ask you about Richie Mwanga. Obviously, he's been your quarterback for the last seven-odd years, and uh, to the journey that you've been on with Richie Mo, mate, what does he mean to you and to this Crusaders outfit? Uh, Richie's special in lots of ways, I think. Firstly, I talked to him as a player. Uh, mm. Tough. Tough. Mentally and physically tough. I could see the defensive there. He puts his body on the line as he just goes where it needs to go. He uh, he owns the, the group, you know, what he's expected from them. So he asks really high standards and delivers them as a player, firstly. You know, he's worked on his craft as a kicker. Um, you know, worked so hard with Ron Nodaro when he was here for, you know, for those couple of years that you put him up for a high percentile kicker. Um, we know we're probably the best touch player in New Zealand, so we know he can, what he can do with the ball in hand. Now the ball off his foot, and in his game understanding, his ability to, to, to win a game and, and get people in the right place and make the right decisions. I think that's important. But off the field, you just see him as a young dad and um, how how he. Um, connects with his family and all his charity work and what he does and, and, and what the Crusaders mean to him. Just as much as me, you know, like what I, in my time, you know, my, he's a player now, his seven years to date, you see it in the connection and the love and care for the group and, um, you know, what he'll do for, for the team to win. Um, it's pretty special. So he's a hell of a man and we're just so pleased that we could send him out and a note like that. Razor, you mentioned earlier about you know doing a bit of work with Wayne Bennett. I know you spent a bit of time at the Storm as well, and that does seem to be a, a bit of a theme in international rugby that the defence coaches tend to come from a rugby league background. You haven't gone that way with your team for next year, but was that something that tempted you? No, I actually sent somebody else into the Storm last year to do a little bit of work with them. Like he, he, He's good at rolling up old times. He does a lot of work... Um, on the ground, so he does all our ground stuff, um, which all our neck and all our technical side of it. Like obviously Scott Henson is a expert, and he'll be doing a defence. Did it for the couple, you know, World Cup with Japan, uh, work with some great coaches. So two of them will be involved with the All Blacks, and they'll do a lot of work around making sure we've got the defence side right. Um, and I'll, and I'll send and Scotty over to a league team as well. The really good, the good thing about to beat a league attack, sorry, to beat a league defence, you have to um, be it with attack and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So normally they progress quite quickly um, in attack got a game, then the adjustment in league. You know, we play wings high, ball line defence. We've got, 
you know, two-man tackle, the wrestle grapple, you know, like, it's, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and the way they train it is a lot, it's a lot more professional, especially than us. They haven't got a set piece. There's no scrum and line out, so they do a lot of work in that tackle area. And when you can get those gains is so critical, and that's probably what we were saying about getting a lead coach in, what they can create. So between the two of them, this is a short version or long version, which one you want to take is that, you know, they'll, they'll cover um, that side of it where the league takes it and, and all the advancements. Yeah. Ray, from, from an officiating point of view, all the rules, we're getting a sense lately there's probably just too many rules and it's confusing as hell for just your everyday pundits and, and the referees are having to ref so many areas. If there was an area that we could probably scrap or, or maybe improve, what area would that be Man, no one briefed me in all this. This is this is royal deep. Uh, should have known that you should have known the heavy stuff was coming when we said it was Izzy. Come on. Yeah. Um, I look. I, I think. Yeah. I, everything's pretty clear. Like you got all the onsides, offsides. You've got yeah. The, the breakdown is the most complicated thing around it, mm. and. Access to it, and because it's a contest, it becomes grey because you know entry, um, height, hands on ground, you know clean out, you know head on shoulder, shoulder on head. Sorry, you know all these little things that happen so quickly. If that part, look, I've got a solution right now to give you, um, mm. but th- that part of it is so critical for us. It defines our game, it changes our game. That's where we turn the ball over, the majority of the turnovers of the ball. How do you fine-tune that? So from a young age right through to, you know, super and test match footy is a bit clearer for all of us. Um, it's a project, um, but that's, for me, the one that... Yeah, even my work weekend was a prime example, wasn't it? So um, this area of, of growth for us. Hey Razor, just a just a, a question. I guess that um, you have a lot of people out there admirers, and especially down there in Christchurch for what you've done um, with the eleven titles. Maybe if you if you could just say one thing to the, I guess the support and and what that actually means to the team. Because when I'm looking as an outsider and and, and I'm a Crusader supporter, as you know, um, what is what is it so special about the boys? Uh, in the red and black and the support that they get. What is so special about that support? Mm. It's... Mm. Fishery present, you know, the, 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 the top of the South Island, and we use... Um, I'll use a little story. I'm a storyteller, so I'll use one. We use the, uh, the backbone, you know, Ulrich is our watchtower, which looks over us, and that's where all our past players sit in our watchtower. And it's tough, man. The the Southern Alps was hard to survive. It was made um, to be rugged, to look over the top of us and, you know, to look look after us. And what happens is it becomes a part of you. You know, you become tough, rugged, you know, farmers, it's it's cold. Um, You know, and you sort of have a lot of pride now, people coming back down, it's going to be cold. Yeah, 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 cold. We love colder the better. And I think what happens in being myself on the mount, boy, um, you buy into it. You become connected. You get a lot of work ethic. You, 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 your daily habits that are required on and off the field 
to be successful and live down here become, it becomes quite systemic, it becomes quite uh, um, built into you. And I think that people have a lot of pride and respect because they see it and um, what it means to them as, as a player if it's on the field and probably more if it's off the field. You know, it's more important. You spend more time off the field than on as a player. And I think the connection points that they see in what we do off the field for our organisation and community and open our gates at Rugby Park to connect everyone in, those, those, those relationships are really important. So the overall factor of being a crusader, it's really, really important. Um, you perform on and off, you have good behaviours, you have daily habits and you know who you're representing and that's probably why the connection between the, the, the team and the, our supporters are so passionate. Bang. Powerful as anything, Wraith. The power you instil, the belief you instil in your players, there's no wonders that uh, they, you have the success that you get, mate. Honestly, never been coached by a coach boy, but uh, what you do for us as players and the people that support you, it's um, it's magical, mate. Thank you so much for your time, Ray. Enjoy the next couple of months with Jano, and no doubt you'll be going chasing some sun. Well done, buddy. Yeah, we, Thanks very much for joining we'll us. Thank you. Get some sun. My last word for me. Just, I think I had a lot of fun along the way too. Really enjoyed it. I think that's the thing about rugby, because it's a, mm. a gift to be connected in the game we love, and I think it's really important we never forget that. You know, the best memories and that we have and the camaraderie, and it's it's a big part of our DNA as as uh, Kiwis, and it's a great way to finish this chapter off. So, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Razor. Cheers, Razor. Much appreciated, man. Appreciate your time. Go well. And we look forward to the next chapter in the Razor Ray book as well. It is 8.22 here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Get winter ready with Blackmore's Bio C 1150 tablets from Chemist Warehouse, now only $31.99. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. 8.27 on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. 0800 150 811's our number. Double eight double three. the text line. Lots of texts coming through about that Razor interview. Great interview with Razor and how refreshing. Hopefully he will be as open when he's in charge of the All Blacks. I thought he was going to mention his time with the Belmain Tigers back in the mid-90s when he went and spent time training with them. He's always thought outside the box. Awesome, Razor. I had no idea that he had trained with the Tigers back in the 90s when he was a player. Did you guys mm. know that? No, I have no idea too. No, and a good and a good time too. Would have been. I, I guess mm. that might have been with uh, Alan. What's his name? The what Alan Jones. Coach? Alan Jones when he had him, mm. possibly because mm. there was quite there was quite a few rugby players in there. Matt Parrish was there. The halfback, I can't remember his name. He little blonde halfback was there that played for the Wallabies as well. Um, and of course, they had all the greats. You know, Blocker, Soro, Benny Elias, Wayne Pierce, Bruce Maguire. Um, and of and of course, was uh, Freeman was the halfback along with Tim Timmy Brescia, um, and Gary Jack. Man, what a team! Outstanding <laughs> team, eh? Outstanding team. That was such a my Kimpy. That was such a good start to that interview, mate. You coming <laughs> off the back with five straight straight hearts questions to get an answer out of. You caught him off guard. It was so good. When he started, he started upping, he got, nah, quick, mate, quick. I- <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's a good, it's, it's how my brain works. Like, I'm sitting here and you had to do the info, and I thought, mate, he's probably a little bit dusty, so we'll get his brain right <laughs> into right into action. Um, I thought he handled it really well, mate. There's, you know, a couple of, <laughs> the way that he, ma- he made some, you know, lightheartedness about it and stuff like that. 
Um, geez, the the Mount Aoraki um, conversation. Wow, I can see it. I can see exactly what it means to the Crusaders down there um, in every every player that comes in. But then how he connected it to the community was was so cool. I remember driving down there once through Mackenzie Country, and it looked like it was you felt so small in such a vast amount of landscape. Mm. And I guess that's the type of conversation is like it's so this thing's so big and you're a part of it, you know that connection. So, like they, I don't know how they replace the man. Um, the other part of it too, like the texter said, so refreshing. He just he tells you what he thinks, which is really I, I like talking to him. He's a good bloke to talk to. Yeah, it's a great chat. It's a great chat. Graham has called through from Christchurch on 0800 Uh Graham, you wanted to talk about that Razor interview as well. Oh yeah, it was just just to reiterate what you guys have all said, and you know, that was extremely powerful, and um, you know, he's such a deep thinker, you know, mm. uh, you know, below that, so you know, you know, he loves all the the jokes, and he's got the great sense of humour and the dancing when we win, but you know, he uh, really thinks about things, and what he said about the community is, as he knows, I I can vouch for that, and what him and his team. You know, in the last seven years, and other teams have done before that. You know, they, uh, they, you know, they, it's not just words. You know, it's actions, and, and you know, I just I can vouch for that. And it's just, uh, you know, quite emotional to hear it. Really, I just thought, yeah, that that that's what it's about, and that's, it's, you know, we're all one, and we're you know going in the same direction. And I just, you know, thank him. You know, I thanked him at the airport the other night, and a few other times, but. Yeah, but yeah, no, that, that, just a great guy and um, a wonderful team. Yeah. Thanks for your call, Graham. Appreciate it, mate. Well said. Well said. And Izzy, just before we uh, go to and catch up with Araha, I mean, you were obviously at the Crusaders before he was coach and then after he came in. What was the change? What did he bring? Uh, just, just a real connection to the to the community and a real purpose of our identity of who we are. Um, it wasn't just words. I think it was more. A genuine connection to to what we're about, and every he's a storyteller, and every story he he told it eventuated. So he was very smart with his thinking, and he was dead right with the gates are always open. I, I know Graham; he he gets on his bike, he wears his Crusaders jersey every single day, and he bikes a hell of a long way every morning to go watch the Crusaders train, and then he'll head off. Is that's that's what Crusaders are about. The gates are always open, whether you're a player, whether you're a supporter. You can, you're more than welcome to head along there. So, yeah, it's just that connection with the community, mate. There's no one bigger than the team. We're doing this, and you're as big as part of this as players that are playing. So, yeah, I think that's his biggest difference. The yeah. belief and, and the power he gives you as a player was, yes, something I've never felt before. Nice insight, mate. Nice insight. 28 away from 9 o'clock. We're going to catch up with Araha now for the latest in news. Thanks to Kubota, we are shaping and building New Zealand. He's decided to join us this morning, and you didn't tell us, Paulie, that you had a runner today down at Rickenden Park Synthetic, and we just thought we'd put a little bit of this together for you. Anchor me, anchor me in the middle of your Anchor me, anchor me. 
run, run, run. Dry, dry, dry. He's still running at a Cambridge synthetic. Dry, dry, dry. Did you not listen to it? Didn't I say Radradra to score a try? I'm sure I did. <laughs> he, he's, still got, he's still got the ball, mate. He's still, he's still trying. the ball of the dead ball. <laughs> oh, I love oh. it. I love it when you get it wrong, Paulie. Do it again. Come on. Anchor me, Paulie. Anchor me. We didn't know you owned that thing today, running a, at, uh, at the Rickett and Park Synthetic. And what have you got today down there? It's hard to pick one. No, I'm not. I'm not tipping anything out for you boys today. I'm, I'm licking my wounds. I'll, I'll go back to the drawing board. I'll do a bit of study, um, and hopefully have something for you next week. But uh, I can see they've been fairly active down south um, at uh, the Rickett and Synthetic Track, um, and it looks like I think there's one in the first. Uh, that they've had a little go. Well, there's a couple in the first they've had a little go on. A number one, Perry's Legacy. Uh, two fifty into two thirty, and number two, Relentless Caden, six dollars into five dollars. But yep, no, I'm not taking anything out, tipping anything out. Just letting you know, there's a bit of money on the one and the two and race one down there at Rickerton. Yeah, what about the cricket, Paulie? With the uh, way that the Ashes uh, played out this morning, Australia taking a commanding, uh, I guess, first day of that. Yeah, look. It's 50-50 between the two teams in terms of the turnover that we've taken in that head-to-head market, even though the Australians are in a very, very commanding spot after day one. Um, And you would have hoped, if you're an English supporter, um, after winning the toss and putting them into bat, that you'd have them uh, a wee bit uh, struggling slightly more than what they are. So we've got the Poms at 520 to win the second test at Lord's. Uh, the Aussies are $1.51. The draws are wow. $4.30. Um, but, yeah, it's almost even Stevens in terms of the money we've taken on both teams in that head-to-head to market, even though England are now out to $5.20. And that has attracted a few punters um, just at the end of play. Um, what was that, a few hours ago? So, yeah, there's still supporters for England to win that second test and even up the uh, Ashes series. Looks like a bit of a road, to be honest, mate. Um, I mean, they had to get, bring Joe Root on at the end of the day to get in a couple of wickets. So, yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out. Not taking a, a spinner and might, uh, might cost Baz in the end. Uh, but we've got a big game of league tonight, too. The uh, Sharkies up against uh, the Dragons. And I'd imagine most of the money is, is going on the men from the Shire, is it? Oh, it's, it is almost all of the money is going on uh, the Cronulla Sharks. They're now $1.11. Uh, to beat the St. George Illawarra Dragons, who are now at the $6.60. Um, and if you like the wingers uh, for the Sharks, the boys have put out a a boosted market, uh, Mulitalo and Katoa, both to score a try and Cronulla to win by 13 and over. That's paying three thirty. That's been picked up by punters. Very, very popular. And you just think the way that the Sharks, they haven't been running at, I guess, 100%. Um, lately, but up against a St. George Illawarra Dragons team where Ben Hunt doesn't seem to want to play for them anymore. Um, the, the coach is gone. There's all sorts of turmoil going over there. Uh, people want the board gone as well. You'd think that this is pri- a prime spot for the Sharks to absolutely put a cricket score on the Dragons. And if that happens, then you'd think Mulitalo and Kato would probably both be in uh, the try scoring rank. So, yeah. 
them to score a try and Cronulla to win by 13 and over, boosted out to 3.30 and that has been taken by punters. Nice, Paulie. Nice, mate. Any, anything else um, tickling your fancy at the moment? Well, we, we have to mention the Warriors because they're another oh. team that punters just absolutely love. They're now $1.69 head-to-head to beat the South Sydney Rabbitohs who are out to $2.13. Uh, we've got a uh, boosted market on that one as well. Um, of course, uh, I guess all of the talk uh, last week was about uh, DWZ and his four tries. Well, they've gone the other side of the field this time, Marcello Montoya, mm. to score a try, and the Warriors to win by 1-12. to 12. It's been boosted from 5.50 out to $6. Um, That's a good <laughs> It's a good bit. To be fair, any sort of bet that the bookies put up at the moment that include the Warriors just gets jumped on by punters. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's all happening here at the moment. Um, and if the Warriors win, punters will be getting off to a great start to this weekend. Of course, Friday night up there at Lashko Media Stadium. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, Paulie. Good stuff, brother. Good stuff. And what uh, what's on the weekend? Because you, you you're never on a Friday with us. Because uh, I don't know, must be must be late night down the local on a Thursday. What's uh, what's the plan for the weekend? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, playing a bit of golf tomorrow up at Paraparaumu Beach. Uh, got a little tournament there, uh, and then um, I'll be Burglar. working Sunday. So. <laughs> T- taking all the raffles too, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm giving I'm giving the other guy two shots. Don't worry about it. I'm generous. What are you playing off, Paulie? What are you playing off at the uh, moment? I'm off uh, Paraparumi tomorrow. I'll be off a. Oh, do you get to choose? I'm off a <laughs> six. It depends on what tee we're off, but I'm pretty sure I'm off a sixteen or seventeen there. Oh, handy, handy, handy. Good stuff, Paulie. <laughs> Go well, brother. Have a good Have a good round tomorrow. Eh? See ya, Paulie. Cheers, boys. Cheers. See ya, boys. <laughs> hey, come here. There's some good. There's some good odds out, man. There's some good promotions for the TAB, particularly in that Warriors game. I saw that boosted odds. Marcelo Montour, any try, try score, Warriors 1 to 12. Or you can go Dallin Watani's Elizabeth first or second try, and the Warriors 13 plus. That is 10 bucks. Sean Johnson. 12 plus points, 4 bucks 25. 12 plus, he's, he's a chance at that. 100%. No, no, that's what I mean. Like 12 plus points. Hey, we've got, a thousand, we got a thousand kickers coming in too, so we've got to choose that in the yes. next break. So <laughs> good luck to well, that I, one. I, I did like this. This is, this is interesting. This, this is a long play. It's not really a kicker, but scrolling the TAB, two punts stick out. Clive Churchill, medal winner. Sean Johnson's paying 41s. Chance is paying 201. If we make the top four, which is odds on given our run home, we are in cha- uh, we are a chance of winning the comp. History shows that Clive Churchill usually goes to a halfback or a fullback eight of the last ten. Considering SJ is the dominant half and the way CNK is playing, it'd be likely one of them. I'm not saying the Warriors are going to win it, but those odds are far better than the current 19 just to win the comp. Tell the party to put some odds out on SJ to win the Dally M up the Warriors mm. from Sammy. Yeah. And he's, and I he's wonder a if that's fed. Sam, my mate. He <laughs> he's like, a passionate Warriors supporter, if it is. <laughs> yeah. Sammy from Hawks, Oh, nice, Sammy. <laughs> nice. Thanks for your text. Keep them rolling through. Double eight, double three. We'll uh, tie up the kicker next here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. 17 away from nine. On SENZ. 
12 away from 9 on SENZ and the TAB. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. You can watch and bet live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. It is time to put the kicker to bed. I can see Izzy frantically scrolling. He's looking for something. So let's go with you first, Kempi. What do you got? Well, I'm going to go with Scotty and Tuturangi and Paulie Mawari. He he rolled that out as one of his first uh, straight away, and that's the game tonight. We've got the local local derby between their boys from the Shire, Cronulla, up against St. George, who are just down the road. And uh, I think they're going to be too good at 13+. plus. I like it with uh, Mulitolo and Katoa to both score anytime try scorers. And, of course, Cronulla to win by 13+. plus. I think I'll put a, put a clinic on. Oh, Nico Hines, come on, boy, at 3.25, and that should get us started. What you got is? Okay, okay. I'm going to go with the one on Saturday, and I'm going to have a wee horse. I'm going to get a wee, go for a wee horse at Royal Kaka. I'm going to go with Cam from Cambridge. Race eight, number one, Lee Docks. Ridden by Kozi Asano, trained by Andrew Forsman. Late clear when hitting the line well, 1,200 metres, third of six. Win came this trip each way, so I'm going to put it on the win. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> put it on the nose, not the tail, is that what you say, is it? Put it on the... Put it on the nose, mate. Put it on the nose. There we go. Lead right. Ox. Cam from Cambridge, you're in. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, that, that is uh, what the uh, the Kempi's kicker looks like. Uh, I'll get kids to calculate what that is going to be worth. But in the meantime, had a great text in from Chappie. Here is he. I want to yeah, put a Z that. on the spot following the Razor interview. Who is this personal Mount Rushmore of coaches he's played under? Where does Razor rank for his ability to get the best out of players? And who has been best at building culture? Um. Oh, it's a good question. Uh, the the person who got the best out of me, I I can't go past Wayne Wayne Smith, um, what he did for me in my game, and he just took me to another level and and taught me things that I never really thought of a different approach to the way that rugby was played and, and particularly for myself. So Wayne Smith, he would have to be there. Razor, one hundred percent. He made me love the rugby again. I fell out of love with rugby in twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. He came on and and made me want to go to training and be a part of that culture and, and really understood the true identity of, of what it means to be a crusader. So Razor will be one. And Leon McDonald. I think Leon McDonald, when I had him for a couple of years at the Crusaders, um, yeah, what he d- did for my game, particularly from a fullback's point of view, I knew fullback, I played it for a very long time, but when he came in, particularly in defence, he taught me uh, some things on defence that, that, that just went a against what the fullback's role is, in particularly with defence. And it made sense. Um, so his thought process around it. So I'd go Smithy, Razor, Leon McDonald, and Smithy and Razor will probably have to be at the top of that that log. When I think of uh, Mount Rushmore's and coaches for myself, I can't go past those three. Nice. And Leon didn't try and convert you into a centre? No, he never tried to convert me into a centre like uh, Aaron Major did. Aaron Major <laughs> came down to the cruise when he was coaching the Crusaders. He chucked me at centre for a pre-season game. Well, who did we play in pre-season? We played the Hollanders. Well, who was at centres for the Hollanders? Ma'anonu. <laughs> Stitcher. Stitcher. Izzy Dag, Marky Ma'anonu for a pre-season for the Crusaders. I had one half at centres for the Crusaders in a pre-season and never went back. <laughs> Uh, that went well out the door, so I just, yeah, nah. And, no way I went and, and you burgled Aaron. What did you do to him that made you? What, made him do that to you? 
Um, I don't know. Look, I, I came back and he was just pumping my tyres up about my pass, about my footwork and that, but he didn't really understand my defensive side of the game. Well, Maha just bumped me every time he got the ball. And as a centre, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be really cue on on cues and and you know positional play and particularly on counter attack. I just never played there, so I was confused and it didn't go well. Lasted forty minutes and then the rest is history. Chuck me back to fullback. Get no, back there. Get back there. there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Aaron Major, that went pear shaped. But well, hopefully this won't go pear shaped. The kicker cares. What's it worth? Right, boys, good and bad news. We'll start with the bad news. Unfortunately, that $3.50 shot up, Mulitalu Katoa and uh, any tight 13 plus, it's crashed from 350 to 280. But the good news is, boys, Paulie Muadi has been a little bit generous. $100 for Kempi's kicker today. So adding all of that together, including Lee Docks at 4 bucks for the win, put that all on, comes out $11.20. Chuck the 100 bucks on. <laughs> My word, boys, $1,020 coming your way if that lands. Nice, Kempi. There you go, boys. $11.20 for Kempi's kicker this week. And knowing our luck, it'll probably come in. Let's all get on it. Yep. Let's jump on. on. Jump on. Get amongst. Get amongst. Six away from nine. We'll catch up with Smithy next.